Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Petralis, and we are super excited for our episode. We are at episode 99, so we are one away from triple digits, and I couldn't think of a better guest, somebody who we've actually been working with over the last few, I would say few months. We've gone to a couple games and a couple practice sessions, been putting some highlight films together for someone who I think is one of the better uh, all-around softball athletes in the state of Massachusetts, plays multiple positions, has been a leader now, captain for two years as a sophomore and a junior. Uh, I knew her under her tenure of her old head coach, Matt O'Loughlin, someone who coached on my coaching staff as an O-line coach and eventually became a head football coach himself. Um, so he, I know he knows leadership and hyped this person up for a while to me. And now she works with Joe Granado, another person who I coached and coached with for a really long time, uh, who speaks very highly of her. So we're really honored to have her on our podcast today in our 99th episode. Without further ado, Arlington athlete, both softball and soccer, um, Natalia Fotopoulos. Hi. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Did I just give you a rock star intro or what? Yeah, that was really <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And I got to give the Greek a little love, Petrellis last name. I mean, I got to give my Greeks a little love there. So that was uh, absolutely. But I meant everything I said. You know, I've heard from about Matt about you when I covered you guys last year as a squad. And um, obviously you play multiple positions as a softball player. But to me, probably the most important positions, right? Like you play shortstop and center field, which I've had this debate on this podcast many times is probably the most athletic positions as far as softball and baseball go. Um, and then obviously pitch, you throw gas. We covered you against Reading this year and I've seen you play catcher and just kind of command the field. So um, I know you're looking to play at that next level and that's great. But for you, just talk about your love for softball uh, in general. I know you play it almost year round or you play a lot of it and train for it, but where did you fall in love with softball? And where did you just become so passionate about it? Um, when my my brother played baseball, so when I was little, I was kind of always on the field and like watching him, and I really like enjoyed it. Like especially because it's kind of a boring game if you don't really like like it. And like I liked it when I was little, and then I played when I was like I think six and like t ball, and then I started travel ball when I was like ten, and or no, actually eight. Um, and oh. then I just kept playing and I just like love it. Like I like the tournaments in the summer. Like I love spending my time in the summer playing and my the season's like my favorite part of the year. And yeah. Well, talk about that because I think that that's a commitment. Obviously, you're playing in the summer that's out of you know seasons, uh city season or high school season that you've been doing it since you've been young. But obviously that shows love and commitment because you're traveling all over the place. You're playing in tournaments every weekend, probably three, four, maybe five games in a weekend. I mean, for you, you, you mentioned that love and that passion. What is it just about it? Like, obviously your brother, that's great. Awesome. But for you, like, what do you love most about the game? Um, Like, I love like the innings where like, it's like, I don't know, explain like when it's like really like pressuring and everyone it's on the line, like the last inning with like down one, like I, I love the like challenge and like trying to get that last play and everyone being excited or if there's people there, like it's just so exciting. And I feel like proud of myself. Like, like I play soccer and I always say like hitting a home run is way better or making a play is way better than like scoring a goal. Like it's just like, it's such an accomplishment from like working hard and like all the time you put in, it's like feeling that accomplishment is like amazing. 
And it is nice. And it is nice because I feel like we cover a lot of spring sports and we've covered lacrosse. We cover baseball. We covered softball and we cover a lot. And I always say softball is my favorite to cover because one, I feel like it's just complete positivity. Like if you're at a game and a team that you're covering is getting blown out, you wouldn't know it by the way, like the girls were on the bench or the way the team was kind of behind each other. And I even noticed that when I covered you guys a little bit this year, you played Reading, uh, the first game that I covered you. And it was kind of like a back and forth fourth game but you know people made errors it was just positivity people were frustrated other people were being positive so i i get that there's like this vibe there of just you know you're there it's like a family a unit for you you play a lot of outside like teams do you see a lot of girls that you then potentially play throughout the year or go against or bat against or pitch against i mean does that happen a lot yeah i see like because i for travel i was on like four teams through my like career of travel ball so I like have met a lot of girls on my teams and I always play them like I know a couple girls like um like Methuen I know a girl who I used to play with like Cambridge has a bunch Melrose like it's always fun like seeing them and pitching against them oh and AC I love playing AC because I love seeing like my old friends and stuff it's the best now were you ever a kid that like debated between Arlington High School at AC or were you AHS all the way I was AHS all the way. I never really liked AC, but yeah, okay, that's okay. I, just, I love that, you know, because like I coached football, right? So Islands and Islands of Catholic, especially there was a Thanksgiving rivalry, and you know yeah. before that, but there was in Town Day before that, and so we were involved in some pretty competitive games, and yeah, there was always just that little bit of like in town, who's the better school, better squad. So I get that, like totally. Um. So one question I wanted to ask you, we chatted a little bit off air about this, but I feel like this is so important because high school athletes go through this a lot. You were sophomore captain, which is very rare, like very, very rare in any sport. Uh, but I think that speaks volumes about you and the type of player and the type of leader that you are. But for you, you went through a transition. So you were a captain as a sophomore under Matt Olofen, who, who I know really well. And now you have a new coach this year who you're now captain under as a junior. I mean, for you, talk about the change and I guess leadership from the top, but obviously how you led this team. Was it consistently the same or did you feel like you found yourself kind of having to adjust and adapt a little bit as a leader? Um, With Matt, like I definitely, since I he was my coach for a long time, um, I was obviously more comfortable because I've known him forever. And like, um, it was kind of like, I was really nervous to be captain because I was so young and there's people who are older than me that year. So I felt that like, I was kind of learning and it was good that I had Matt because he kind of helped me learn to be captain. And now I feel like I can, I've like thrived myself because I like Matt, it's kind of weird because Matt left. So I kind of had to like, figure out on my own and I feel like I'm a lot more vocal and a lot more leading like I feel like before I kind of led by example was a little more quiet and now I'm kind of more vocal and keeping the team up more and stuff like that and like learning how to like communicate with a new coach and yeah yeah I saw you going crazy like when they we went I think it might have been like senior day when I think we covered you guys or something like that or were you giving flowers oh but you were like running darting back and forth like I was just like I almost started filming you doing that to send that to college coaches be like look at her <laughs> off the field you know um but yeah you hit upon that and if we could talk about that a little bit more you mentioned that you became more vocal right and that was something you kind of learned on your own was it hard as a sophomore being a captain when you had like juniors and seniors who've been in the program for three or four years and here you are a second year player like as captain of the team 
Yeah, it was hard. I don't think it was like there was no like weirdness between the older um teammates. I just felt like um it was kind of like an adjustment and I felt that like I was able to talk, but I was kind of scared because I didn't really wasn't really confident. But now that I'm a junior, I feel like I've blossomed a lot more and like taking more charge um than before. Cause like before I kind of could have lead on with my my two other captains, but this year I was like, I'm doing it like I want to change this like attitude kind of. And that's great. I mean, what's so interesting is that you probably have now they're sophomores, but they were freshmen last year. I mean, that's, that's a great, like, to me, I'm sure that's hard for the juniors and seniors a little bit in a sense. Right. But also to me, I, I feel like, like, wow, what a person to look up to as a freshman coming into this program, or even an eighth grader, if there's eighth graders that play, I don't know if they do get waivers or whatever, but even still like seventh and eighth grade youth or ninth grade freshmen in high school that see you as a sophomore leader and striving and playing well and being successful. I mean, that must be really cool. Like maybe you didn't even think that or realize that, but to me, I think that that shows like, okay, the people that are coming in this program for the next couple of years, you somewhat have your imprint on it because you've been leading this program as far as players go for three out of the, well, potentially at three out of the four years. I'm not going to jump ahead and say that's going to happen, but seems like it seems like you're on the right path to do that. But um, so that's, so that's great. You should be really proud of yourself. I mean, a lot of young kids have a hard time handling that leadership is not easy. It's lonely at the top sometimes. So uh, good for you. I think that's something you should be really proud of. Um, now let's flip it to the other side. Obviously you grew as a, as a leader, but you also grew as a player, right? So what would you say has been the most positive change for you as a player this year, as far as your game goes? Like, what did you improve on from your sophomore year to this year that you feel like you've gotten a lot better at? And I'll, and I'll even ask you a part B to this. What is maybe a part of your game that you're hoping, obviously you're in playoffs now, but what, what part of your game maybe hopes it gets better in the future as well? Um, I would say that, like, I've kind of, like, got over things quicker, like, meaning in the field, like, when I make a bad play, I'll get over it kind of quicker. I mean, I did I did do that before, but I felt like it's gotten better, like, in the field. Um, Something I think I could be- get better on is not really focusing, like, up to bat, like, not really focusing so much, kind of just letting loose, because sometimes I get, like, really, like, stiff and kind of, like, overthink up 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 at the plate and um so i think that's something i could definitely um add and try to like relax a little more yeah and 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 what you know i'm sure joe's on you i mean a couple games that i've gone to he sits right behind home plate so i'm sure when you especially when you're up at the plate he probably tells you stance and step and hips and everything else so uh, I, I coach with Joe. I mean, he's so funny sometimes when he says to kids, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know? uh, but you know what? He's right. And he's spot on like a lot of times. So, um, no, it's just it's so funny to see him coaching. Obviously, I know Joe is a football coach, but seeing him as a softball coach and just how technically and sound he is. And even when we did those drills with you that day, like he was down there early, had everything set up. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. It was like, boom, boom, boom. It's great to have a coach like that. And especially somebody that is younger. And I'm sure that you look at and listen to and say, okay, like this guy's going to lead the way for me. So, uh, and obviously your high school coach is great too. And he's going to help you and Pat. So it's cool that you take the coaching and you take that because I think kids sometimes have a hard time taking coaching, especially when it's not always positive um yeah I love Joe like he's one of my favorite coaches and he's taught me a lot um through my like career yeah 
it's nice. It's nice to have someone like that. Um, that's also just a different voice, right? Like when you play outside of your high school team or town team or whatever, like you're playing for someone who's going to coach you hard because, you know, these leagues are competitive. These tournaments are competitive. Everybody's looking to play at that next level, including yourself. And sometimes you need to be coached hard in order to say, do I really have what it takes to play at that next level? Not only the physical aspect of the game, but also the mental aspect game. Can I take coaching? Can I take constructive criticism? Can I take hard love? Like so many athletes can't, I mean, so many kids I've coached, I've yelled at or said something to, and they're pouty and and they're like, what? Like, I'm trying to help you here. So um, it's great that you take the coaching and so on. Um, you guys have playoffs coming up, but I know you're supposed to have a game today and it got rained out. It's been raining, you know, in Massachusetts for, I feels like, you know, at least in Saturday, maybe till next Saturday, but um, talk about the squad a little bit. What was your record this year? What did you guys place in the tournament? Talk about your first round matchup. I know it's another middle sex league opponent that you've seen a couple times uh, already. Um, I don't know, remember exactly our record, but mm-hmm. I know it was definitely a winning and I know we're 16 in the brackets. So, um, yeah, I think this year we did, um, definitely better than our, I mean, we did like probably the same, I don't know, but, um, I thought we did really well. I feel that, um, we kind of, this year we, um, like kind of, cause my team is like a lot of juniors. So this year I feel like a lot of people also blossomed and we all capitalized on like the, the like moments like I feel like last year a little bit more afraid and more shy but this year I feel like we really put it in because everyone was older and they could they kind of understand more like about like making mistakes and it being like okay and like you know like always trying to get better I feel like yeah I feel like mentally our team got a lot stronger yeah and that's great I mean the mental toughness of a team can take you so far especially in tough situations and close games and you mentioned even earlier sometimes just being able to let a play go and move on to the next and understand just getting the out is more important than pouting about maybe the mistake right and when your team is mentally tough like that that happens more often than it doesn't and that is the you know sometimes the deciding factor of you winning a one-run game or losing a one-run game so uh, it's great to hear that and obviously you're playing reading i saw you pitch a gem against them and i know that if we're just looking up you guys kind of tuned them up the second time too what are you expecting as far as reading goes like what do you know about them what are you guys ready for i mean just in general um, in the past, Reading has been really good. Like, um, they've always been like a rival rivalry for us. Uh, this year, I know they lost their pitcher, like their starting pitcher, and I think they've they've had some injuries. I've heard so that's like why the last game was a little like higher scoring. But I definitely think they're gonna um, put up a fight um, tomorrow because they're known to be a good team. They have a lot of good players, and I think it's not gonna be an easy game like has it like how it was last game it's more going to be very challenging like the first game was yeah like in any sport any level like playing a team a third time a team that you see you know twice a year i mean for all intents and purposes you are guaranteed to see them eight times a year eight times in your career and then you maybe add playoffs and maybe that gets you to double digits so that's still a lot that you see a team versus maybe a team you would randomly see in the playoffs um Talk about the Middlesex League in general. The Middlesex League, like every sport, no matter what it is, is just highly competitive, big numbers, good teams that, you know, a top three teams in a league, the number three team could be the number one team in many other leagues they play in. So talk about the competitiveness of that league, and maybe that's brought the best out of you a little bit. Yeah, I think um, 
definitely my um sophomore and freshman year I feel that the league was a little more competitive and I feel like this year might have tapered off a little bit but I still think it's very competitive I know Woburn are like very good um Reading's still very good Belmont's gotten a lot better I think they've gotten better um Winchester I think has lost uh, pitching so they're not looking too good but Lexington again a very competitive team we've always struggled with them too so I think it's overall a very competitive team like you said for all sports um this year I think the pitching has tapered off a little bit but I do think that it will it is a very competitive league is there a team in that league? And maybe you said it with Reading, but is there a team in this league that like when you play them, you're just like a little bit extra juiced up, a little bit extra like ready to go. That is just to you a team that you don't want to lose to when you play them. Uh, Woburn, I would say, because in my career, I don't think we've won once against Woburn. So I always want to be Woburn because they're very like, like a loud and like positive team. So like to beat them would be like amazing because like we could like, get the revenge after all the years of like losing to them. Yeah. I mean, you got to, you got to, you know, you got another year to do it. Um, But it's interesting, right? There's always that one team in the league that you just like want to beat or want to chase for me for a long time. It was Austin prep. Uh, and then eventually became St. Mary's, you know, those were two teams that when they were in their prime and they were good, you just like wanted to always play the best against the best and be prepared. So I like that you, you know, you set the expectation high with not just a team that, you know, you feel like you just could walk all over and just beat when you play them, but you, you saying, Hey, I'm the best team. That's who we want to play. I think that speaks a lot about you as well. I mentioned you played multiple positions. You know, I mentioned catcher and shortstop center field pitcher. And I know that you want to play collegially. That's the ultimate goal for you. What position do you feel like the most comfortable playing? Like if you had to play a position for one big game, where would you want to be or where would you feel most comfortable? Um, I would say either um, center or catching. Um, I think I have the most fun in center. Like obviously sometimes when you're not getting the ball it can be boring, but when you get the ball, it's so fun. Like I think running after and then making the play and then catching I think it's like you're always in the game and like throwing out a girl is always like an amazing feeling and like you can see the whole field and same with center like I like that you can see everything um like front and back between the two positions now it what kind of feeling do you get when you gun somebody out stealing like I that's gotta I mean first of all because it's got to be a pretty good throw I mean you got to have a pretty good throw but second obviously they got to jump on you you catch it in the corner of your eye or you see it depending if they're going the second the third I mean what's that feeling that runs through when you when you gun somebody out it's like amazing I don't know it's like it's the same I would say I don't know it's it's it comes close to like like hitting I don't even know how to explain it's it's a really good feeling like yeah um, you like timed it well your throw was fast you got that girl out you got your team to run if your pitcher walked that girl you got her out for her it's like a good feeling like in your leagues uh, your teams outside of Arlington do you play catcher the most you feel or do you kind of mix it up and play a lot of different positions I play I do like I play center more I would most for travel um and I pitch and I, I, I feel like pitching and center, I play the most. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just seeing you in the outfield, I felt like you took really good angles. Like you took like 45 degree angles. Sometimes people just run straight forward back or, you know, misread balls. I mean, a couple of them, Joe had bombs to you and you were like yeah. right there. I mean, right there. Yeah. So even someone was like, I can't believe she even got to that, you know, and you would have had one of them. I think there was like a random hole in the field yeah. that you like <laughs> fell into yeah. like quicksand, you know, but, God, um, yeah. But it was impressive. It really, really was. As we look through all your clips, we're like, holy moly, this girl's pretty good. Um, so for you, you obviously, like I said, you play multiple positions collegiately. You're looking to play at that next level. Ath- I mean, uh, Academically, you're also a really smart student athlete. I mean, you do really well in school. We mentioned, I think you said your GPA is over four, right? I'm currently over yeah. four right now. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think it's a four, 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 six. I don't remember. I haven't checked in a while. I mean, that's impressive. So do you take a lot of like advanced placement classes, honors classes type thing or? Uh, yeah, I take two APs this year and then I take um, all honors except for one class. So you play soccer and you play softball. Do you do anything in the winter or do you do more like stuff for softball or training for soccer? Um, in the winter, I, um, I try, I train for softball. I hit, um, I hit once a week with my brother and then I pitch once a week and then I do um, travel team practices once a week. And then after school, I work. I well, This year I worked at um, Dallin Elementary School. We do like an after school program or something like that. Yeah. Wow. That's inc- that's crazy. So the reason I asked that is because I'm a teacher. I'm a fifth grade teacher. And, you know, biggest thing I stress with my athletes all the time was just like the grades and keeping up yeah. with their grades. And obviously that's even a big recruiting chip of you and some athletes could be the same, but your grades versus everybody else's is just a lot different. I mean, over 4.0, you can go wherever you want. Um, but the reason I, I, I just threw that out there is how do you balance that? I mean, this is more of a question I'm going to ask you for young. We have a lot of young listeners. Our 18 to 24 and our 14 to 18 range is huge. Talk to young athletes here. How do you talk about the importance of time management for you? You play a sport in the fall. You train for uh, the sport that you play in the spring into winter. You're taking advanced placement classes, honors classes. You are working part-time and you, if you, you have to have a social life, right? So you're balanced all of that. So talk about the importance of time management for you and maybe how you figure it out in your everyday life. Um, I think it's like really important. Like I have like a, like a Google doc that says my homework for every day. Sometimes I write down what I want to do every day. And I think that's really important. Um, I mean, always keeping up with your assignments. And um, I think that's like what helped me a lot. Like I never tried to like miss out or I always try to like get things done in, in school or try to be very like um, efficient with my work and um, not wait last minute, I think helps a lot yeah. and not stress myself out because I do get stressed, but um, sometimes like, I don't know, you have to like manage it correctly, I right. guess. I don't know. I mean, I mean anxiety is a real thing too, right? I mean, I, as a, an adult, I get anxiety all the time over a zillion different things. And I'm like, Oh my God, I gotta do this. And I gotta do that. Like I got anxiety yesterday with our funny story. Right. So like anxiety is a real thing. So trying to balance that on top of everything else that you're responsible for, it just like, isn't easy. Like I never really got anxiety until I realized, I think I have it. Like I think I have it more than I realize. And to do that, but to also balance what you balance and do as well as your school. I mean, that is extremely impressive. Like any college coach who sees those grades on paper and sees what you do on paper. I mean, it's an automatic like check plus, you know, as far as the recruiting process goes and what they want in their program. That's great. 
Is there a song you listen to, like Dave, a game, whether you wake up in the morning or going to a game or at a game that just kind of gets you juiced up a little bit, or maybe an artist that like you're like, I just gotta listen to this all day before a big game? Yeah, I always like if I'm driving to the game or like I have my headphones in, I'll listen to "Lose Yourself" by Eminem because when I was little, one time I was like driving to a game with my dad. And like I, I in the I was little and I I didn't focus or something and my dad was like you know you need to listen to this song like you can it'll help you or something along those lines and like I kind of always listen to it because it gets me pumped up and it like makes me kind of locked in. Yeah, I mean that song in particular. I mean when that song came out, it was the song. I mean I still hear that song and like kind of like okay you know. Um, but music is so important in sports. We see it like with athletes who always have ear pods in, we see it with any NBA, NFL, NHL, M- you know, MLB playoffs. It's always about the music that cuts the commercials or music that people have on that really just, it's something about it that just gets you a little bit more enthralled in the game, a little bit more invested and gets you just kind of in a zone. That's maybe a little different before you were listening to it. So music is huge on this podcast. We talk about it a lot as a coach. I used to play it at practice a lot. Like we'd have sessions that was like, individual sessions or special team sessions and we're blaring music you know we're blaring music for five ten minutes a pop you know not enough to like take their focus completely away but enough to get them a little juiced up maybe in areas of practice that are kind of a little bit dead typically hopefully with music and it worked kids are just like have a little bit more energy hit a little bit harder run a little bit faster i'm sure it's the same of any sport when you listen to music in general yeah i feel like music um it creates like emotions like it makes you mad it makes you sad and it like I feel like that triggers you and like makes you want to like work for what you're concerned about and I mean that that's what happens to me I get like mad and I want to I want to play and I want to win I want to do my best and yeah does that take like in the classroom as well do you feel like not music wise but just like mentality wise you feel like like let's say you get I don't know. It's making a score up here. Let's say you get like a 78 on a test or an 83 on a test. Are you mad about that? Like, especially like, are you just like, I should have got a 90. I should have got a hundred. Does that like fire you up? Like it does in softball. If you say strike out. Yeah, that definitely makes me really mad. Like in softball. And then like, I'll try to, I have to like try to calm myself down. So I don't have like get stressed about all the other things and try to like focus and, and um, study for the next test harder. And it's, and I asked that because I think in order to have the grades that you have and take the classes that you have, like there has to be that same mentality of like, not perfection, right. But as close to perfection as you possibly get, because no one's perfect. Right. But to, to be as perfect as you possibly can be. And I think when you don't have that, sometimes it changes your mentality as an athlete. So to see you have it in the classroom, to see that you have it on the playing field is, is awesome. Um, I wanted to shift gears to soccer for a second, because I know soccer is not softball in the sense that I don't think you play as much soccer in the off season as you do. I know you play on a team, I think one team or so on, but it seems like you do a lot more softball, but talk about soccer mentality wise, like how much different is it than softball, your approach to it, maybe your approach to teammates, how you play the game, or do we see the same Natalia, no matter what sport you play? Um, I do think it's different because it they are like pretty opposite sports, like one's contact, one's not. In soccer, I feel like I kind of I don't know. I like it's different. I I like that it's different than softball because it's like a break from softball. Obviously, I love softball, but 
I'm very in soccer. I feel like I'm able to be like actually aggressive. Like in softball, I'm like mentally aggressive and I'm hitting that ball hard. But in softball, I mean, in soccer, I can like go for the ball and like be aggressive, like on the ball, which is a lot different. And I think it also is um a lot of like, I learned a lot about like team bonding and how like teams like being together is really important. Obviously in softball, I learned that too, but in soccer, you're literally, you have to like move as a team, same with softball, but it's a little more individual, but I feel like that also really helps with my, my like leadership in, in softball. Yeah. And I'm like in softball, like, I'm just thinking like when you're at the plate, right? Like there's only one person who's batting, maybe at most three people on a base and the rest of your team's on the bench versus soccer. You have multiple people who are just constantly moving as the game goes on. Um, It it is, it is really different. Um, What would you say is the biggest difference between the Natalia, the softball player versus Natalia, the soccer player? Um, I would or say is there a difference or is there a difference? There is a difference, but like, not really like in soccer, I think I'm, I like exert my emotions more. Like you can kind of see when I'm mad, but in softball, I, if I get like, I can't really get mad at a play. Like the only time I can like let out the anger is like hitting the ball, but like, I can't really, it's like hard. Cause in soccer, like if I won't get the ball, I'll get mad and, you know, get the ball from the girl. But in softball, it's like, if I make a bad play, I can't just sit there and sulk. I have to get over it. And like, if I want to let out that anger, I have to hit the ball hard next time. And it's so nice I, sometimes just to be a little bit more aggressive too, right? Like yeah. in sports, I'm sure in softball, you get frustrated. There's maybe no aggression besides throwing your helmet or like kicking a bat over or something like that. But in soccer, it's like running full speed, sliding for a ball, bumping into people, being aggressive, chasing something. And like you can take that like pent up frustration out a little bit more in what you're actually doing. Right. Yeah. Um, so we talked about you as a, as a leader, right. As a sophomore and a junior, as a captain, you play, you know, softball, almost year round, you play another sport in soccer, you work, um, you're over 4.0 GPA as a student. Let me ask you this. Who's Natalia outside of sports? Like what are your interests outside of sports? What are things that you do that you're involved with or just as an everyday kid? Um, I like to hang out with my friends on the weekends at night. Um, I have a dog named Maggie. Um, I don't really know. I, I, yeah, I like hanging out with my friends. I mean, my family's a big part of me and like my brother because he's older and like I like seeing them a lot I think just like socializing with people I like to do a lot I don't really like to stay in I like to just like go out go out to eat or like go get some ice cream like something like that perfect yeah just a typical kid I like to ask that question because sometimes I have these you know young kids on here and we talk sports 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 but you're also a kid at the end of the day and you do fun stuff outside of there. And I just think it's important as like a character piece that people just like know who you are a little bit, because at the end of the day, you are human, you know, and you, and you do enjoy the everything, you know, everyday life of things, you know? Um, So let me, let me phrase this question like this to you. Is there like a little bit different off topic, a little more fun of a question? Um, I'm Greek, right? Uh, I know you're Greek. Are you a Greek that celebrates two Easter's? Are you like, you celebrate both Easter's and double dip a little bit, or are you just a strictly Greek Easter person? We're just Greek Easter. Cause both okay. of my parents are, are full Greek. So, and my mom's from Greece. Like she immigrated. Oh, wow. She was, um, I think six or 10 around there, but yeah. 
Just Greek Easter. Just Greek Easter. I'm a double dipper. Like I appreciate both. Um, because it's like good food. I mean, obviously Greek Easter is like yeah. the best food. I mean, it's like the best meal I have all year. Do you win? Do you guys do the A crack? You guys do your red A cracks with each other or no? Yeah, yeah. We I go to my grandparents and I go to my cousin's house and we do it both. Do you ever win? No, I I've never, never won either. I've never. Oh, my like dad my, wins. I think does he? A couple times, yeah. I oh, I mean, I love that. I love that he wins. That's great. I mean, my four year old knocked me off this year. Like, I don't know what yeah. it is. I just never get in a good egg, you know. I know. <laughs> um, but the last piece that I kind of want to throw in here, and I ask a lot of athletes that I have on here, and you've kind of touched upon parts of it, but maybe we'll put this all together. Is What's your advice to young athletes out there in general that are pursuing their sport, that are working really hard, especially maybe at that middle school or even beginning of freshman year and high school level? You were a sophomore captain. You play multiple sports. You're a leader. I mean, what's your advice to young athletes out there about what should they be doing to get themselves ready to play at that competitive level at high school? Um, I think like if they enjoy the sport a lot, I think they should play as much as they can, enjoy the time that they have being young. I mean, I'm still young, but my high school career is, is slowly going away. And I think it's just important to keep working at it. If you really enjoy it, keep playing because um, like I say to my parents all the time, I used to, when I was little, I used to go to like a soccer game and then a softball game and back and forth and back and forth. And now I can't, I can't do that. I get, I get sore. And it's just like, I wish I could go back to the days where I could do that like all the time. So definitely enjoy it. And you'll get better if you, if you train hard and you really want it. And I think that you can definitely progress as a person and as a player. And I like that you said as a person, right? Because I think sports more than anything in my life in the 40 years other than this planet has brought out the best character in me, the best person in me. And then those things have translated into my life of like time management and work ethic and being there for other people. Like if someone asked me, what is the most important thing for to do for a person? It's being there for them, being there, whether it's sitting there, talking to them, sitting in silence, being there for someone is so important. And I feel like sometimes, I mean, being a human being brings that out of you, but sometimes sports makes you realize those things more because when you're passionate about the same thing and you pursue the same thing and you're going through the trenches together every single day, there's something about just being there for somebody and having those skills to then carry on to your real life because 80% of sports is life. Like it really is when you train and work hard and want to get better and get promotions or get a better job, like, that comes in working in the weight room or playing on multiple teams, or like you said, running from a soccer game to a softball game, back to a soccer game. Like you learn that at a young age, like that's what the workforce is. Like the more you hustle, the more money you make, the more successful you become like sports helps translate into life. So I love that you kind of said that, that it makes you a better person because there is no better parallel in this world than sports and in life. Like what you learn and obtain as a human and, and what you learn mentally and physically, it gets you ready for life. Like you don't know how prepared you are yet, but you will be as you get older. And even when you go to college, like people tell me college is so hard. College was a piece of cake. Like, and I don't, I'm not just saying that like for conversational piece, high school was 10 times harder than college was because I was trying to balance football and hockey and track and traveling to Island Catholic. That's where I went from Medford. And not that it was a far drive, but it's enough that you have to wake up early, hit traffic, and that method sometimes can be brutal. So um, you learn a lot about like when you're in high school and you're working and you're training and then in college, it's like, 
wait, I have a class at nine and I don't have another class till one. And then I have a class at four. Yeah. Like you have those skills of know what to do in between that time where some kids who don't play sports, like a lot of friends of mine who had such a hard time because like, I got four hours off. I can go back to bed. I can do this. I can do that. Where our minds are like, I can go work out. I can go do my homework. I can get this done because I have this later. And I know I have a project next week. Like we are already thinking that way, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of funny um, that you said that. I think that was a great answer that you had. Um, and I just want to highlight you at the end of this podcast. We have a lot of listeners, especially I said at this high school, college level, we've been putting a highlight tape together for you. We went and covered a couple games. You did a couple skill sessions. I know you did an individual skill session that you sent us some great clips over, especially from the outfield. Um, you kind of throwing some good balls home and throwing some balls, different bases, which look great. Um, so I just want to highlight that because what we're seeing just from you as an athlete, even the games that we weren't there, that we got clips sent to us is you're the real deal. Like, and I am not just saying that because you're in front of me, like you are the real deal. Like you play the most athletic positions on the field. You're a commander and leader out there. Your body language is great. Like, yeah, you can see when you get a little frustrated on the mound, but everyone does at bat and the mound, the field, whatever. But like you said, your strength of just kind of getting back to it. I saw it so many times. Like I saw it when we were at your games of getting back to it, whether it was at bat or maybe errors that were made in the field and how positive you stay, even if it weren't your errors. Right. And so like, I just want to say that to you when you said that number one thing I look at at all athletes is body language. And within five minutes, I can tell like extremely coachable or uncoachable and you are extremely coachable. So Keep being that way. Keep striving the way that you are because you are on to bigger and better things, not only in sports, but just in life. Like I can just tell talking to you, you really yeah. kind of got it all together. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, you know, thanks for coming on here today. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a big game tomorrow. Hopefully it's not rained out again. Uh, and then that could possibly be a back-to-back -back for you guys playing back-to-back -back games because of the rain out. So um, you got a busy week ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for taking the time to come on here. You're always welcome to come back on. And I tell all my athletes, send us clips. You got anything, whether it's, you know, in the playoffs this year or any summer league teams that you play on, we post so many clips on our Instagram of kids scoring touchdowns or hitting threes or uh, scoring a goal or a big hit. Like we post all the time. So please feel free to send us anything that you have and we'll gladly throw it. I mean, I already have a ton of stuff. I can throw stuff on you, but anything going forward that is cool. Um, definitely send it to us because we'd love to show you off for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you had a blast. And um, so we're going to sign off here. So I'm your host, Anthony Petrellis, guys. Next time will be episode 100. We'll be hyping that up a little bit. We're going to be live in studio. We're going to actually be having someone who's going to be hosting it for us. Someone who reached out to me that said they'd love to be a part of my 100th episode. So we're going to have a little fun. We're going to be in a cool studio and we're going to, it's all going to go down. So I'll give the details out on Instagram. So make sure you guys pay attention to that. Um, all right, guys. So from Beyond Podcast, I'm your host, Anthony Petrellis. Till next time.